The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by support from our sponsors, including media consultant Mike Schwager. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. Our guest today is John Hugo, the General Secretary of Rotary International. John, welcome back to the show. Devin, thanks for having me. Great to be back. Well, it's, it's entirely our privilege and pleasure, and we appreciate you making the time. John, I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about the uh, synergistic potential well, that sounds like 90s business hype, but, but the synergistic potential of, of uh, organizations like Rotary working with and through business. Why don't you give us just a little orientation to, to your perspective and thinking on that? Well, sure. The Rotary, as you know, is a is a multi multinational organization uh, of professional men and women uh, who get together to uh, exchange ideas uh sort of talk about the solutions to problems in their communities, both locally and internationally, and then to take concrete uh, concrete action. So by definition, we are large, uh, by and large community leaders, but it's business people, it's academics, it's all, all walks of life are, are Rotarians. We have 1.2 million members in 34,000 countries. We're truly a, a, a international global uh, organization. But yes, uh, businessmen and women do uh, form a part of Rotary. It's an important part of, of Rotary. And certainly at the local level, at the club level, uh, our clubs have very strong relationships with local business entities to carry out significant projects in their, in their, in their communities. So I think the synergy between Rotary and business historically has been very strong. Uh, continues to be very strong. I think one area where we're really trying to uh, increase our involvement with business is at a more global, at a global level. Uh, and we've been very, over the past year, have been aggressively reaching out to uh, global businesses to see if there's ways that we can leverage this incredible network of Rotarians that we have around the world and to dovetail with some of the things that uh, the business community uh, is doing, particularly the large international uh, business organizations to solve some of the great uh, humanitarian and other challenges in the uh, in the world. So yes, the synergy has been there historically. It continues to be very strong, particularly at the local community level. And now we're moving very aggressively to see if there's a way that we can leverage, continue to leverage this network we have with large global scale business organizations. Uh, I, I've got to believe there's some huge potential. You come at this with a a fairly secular perspective. I guess what I'm trying to say is that you have not been uh, in your current role for a generation. Uh, You've been there for a while, but not forever. You have a long history and career that precedes Rotary. And a lot of that was in the international development field. I wonder if you would tell us how that prior experience informs your work at Rotary and your thinking about involving business, especially globally, in the work that Rotary is doing. 
No, I have to tell you, my previous career, which was both in international law, where I spent most of my legal career outside the United States, primarily in, in Eastern Europe and in, in, in Latin America, and then subsequently my uh, role in the, uh, when I was with the Millennium Challenge Corporation, which is a United States government agency uh, focused on international development issues. I think those two experiences were extremely useful and helpful uh, for my Rotary experience. Why? What is Rotary? As I mentioned, it is a organization that brings together uh, business leaders, uh, in the communities to talk about what are the great challenges that their communities are facing, uh, think about solutions, and then to take take action. So, of course, our largest uh, corporate initiative has been the eradication of polio. Uh, in 1985, Rotary had the audacity, as a nonprofit, the audacity to say we are going to eradicate a disease from the face of the earth. Uh, we started with 125 countries that had polio back then. Uh, we're now just down to uh, two, Afghanistan uh, and where the disease uh, has never been stopped. In fact, we're very, very close tomorrow uh, to celebrating one year of uh, no polio in Nigeria, and we hope in August to be able to celebrate one year of no polio anywhere on the African continent. So Rotary is, through its efforts in polio as its signature initiative, intimately involved in international development issues. And so the skills and the experience I had at the Millennium Challenge Corporation are readily transferable to what I'm doing here at, at Rotary. But we're more than just polio. Uh, Devin, we're about water and sanitation, maternal and child health, disease prevention, treatment, literacy, community development. Uh, we went, one, run one of the largest youth exchange uh, programs in the world. And there's tens of thousands of young people who have benefited from the experience of living and studying in, in a foreign country whose lives we have changed. And so we're contributing to the overall international dialogue, peace and goodwill uh, among people. So both my private sector experience and my experience in the government have been extremely useful here at Rotary because that's really what we do. We bring together the concept of commerce and cause. Leaders in the community getting together to tackle tough social issues. Stepping out of the Rotary specific for just a minute, what are the principles that underlie successful collaboration between organizations, you know, nonprofits, service organizations like Rotary and, uh, and NGOs in general, and commercial and business uh, ventures and, and companies. How, how do those, in your experience, what makes for a successful uh, joint effort, collaboration? Now, first of all, let me say that I think that in the future going forward, uh, a big part of ch uh, tackling some of these uh, significant humanitarian and development issues that we have around the world are going to require even stronger collaboration between the public sector, multilateral institutions, the private sector, and the nonprofit uh, in the NGO community, because all four bring very unique uh, skills to the table to solve a lot of these problems. I think one of the uh, characteristics of success is you have to tackle a challenge where the participation in each of, of each of those four are necessary and that each of those four can contribute to obviously to the process but also that they can get something out of it and so i guess the rosetta stone in some ways the real challenge is how do you for example in, in the case of the private sector bring the private sector into the process in a way that goes beyond corporate social responsibility where it's actually in the private sector's economic interest because they are profit-making organizations they need to make money so how do you create a mechanism and a process by which the private sector's involvement goes beyond just trying to check the corporate social responsibility box and it's actually in their long-term economic interests um, if you take polio as an example one very uh, successful perhaps one of the most successful public-private partnerships ever in the, in, in the area of international uh, global health. 
Uh, what I think made that successful, at least from a rotary perspective, were three things. One, when we chose polio as our, as our uh, signature initiative, it was a disease that was in 125 countries. Every Rotarian understood what polio was and was seeing the ravages, or almost every Rotarian in the world was seeing the ravages of this terrible disease. So it's not some exotic, far-off disease, but something that was very, very close to home to every Rotarian. Secondly, it was very easy to measure results. You either have polio cases or you don't. It was pretty straightforward. And so it's very easy to measure results and get to the finish line. And finally, Rotarians could participate in this effort beyond just check writing. Anybody can become a vaccinator. Hundreds of thousands of Rotarians went around the world vaccinating children. And when you put the two drops of that polio vaccine to, into a child's mouth, and you know that you have kept that child from getting polio for the rest of their lives and, and, and changed that child's life forever, that is a very deep personal emotional connection that you then have with the with the cause. So from a rotary perspective, what kept us involved and made that partnership effective was really those three, those three, uh, those three reasons. But again, it's, I think it's a combination of finding causes that meet that criteria where all four legs of that stool, private sector, NGO community, the multilateral institutions and governments can find a common interest, a common goal and a common benefit. And that's how you're really going to move the issue forward. But it does seem like that there is a, a tremendous, again, I hate to use the 90s jargon, but right. tremendous synergy that, that is in that and have the opportunity to have a, a, a venture, a, a commercial entity provide uh, support at, at uh, sort of an infinite scale if it's profitable, right? A, a, a venture that can deploy profitably will scale that as far as it continues to be profitable. Uh, and uh, government and NGOs uh, have the opportunity to help change the economics of an activity to make it profitable. And, and then you do have that potential. So I think that's a really good, a really great insight. John, I wonder as we move forward, if we could just talk personally for just a minute, you have become as the head of Rotary International around the world, uh, really a role model and an icon to uh, 1.2 million people in Rotary and who knows how many other millions. But who do you look to as a role model? Well, I see. I, I, there's one, one individual who I've always admired, a historical figure, Ernest Shackleton, who was a very famous explorer in the Antarctic. And his story when his ship, the Endurance, got stuck in the ice in 1915, 1916 on the Antarctic shelf, the extraordinary tale of perseverance, of doggedness, of staying with it until you got the job done, has always stayed with me when I first read his, uh, his story. In fact, I think the great explorers of the late 19th century, uh, early 20th century are people that I really admire, John Speed, Richard Burton, the great explorers that set a goal, fought Lofty goals, lofty visions, wanted to accomplish things that no one had ever accomplished before, and they stuck with it through thick and thin. And I think that's a, a skill that I admire in people. Uh, it's one that I try to replicate in my in my own work, and because you can see that that approach to things works. And again, polio is a classic example of that. For 30 years, Rotarians, 1.2 million, have stuck with it, have persevered, and are on the brink of creating history and eradicating a disease from the face of the earth. And that's an extraordinary achievement that's only possible if you think big and then act on it with determination and perseverance and don't stop till you get the job done. 
That's a great, a great example. And I love the way you tie that into the work that you and uh, Rotary are doing. You, uh, John, have the opportunity to do almost anything. Uh, extremely capable guy, in, impressive resume. Uh, why devote yourself to the work that Rotary is doing? Well, you know, when I left the private sector and I went into the um, into the Bush administration to help set up the Millennium Challenge Corporation, it was really with the goal to give back. You know, I had, had, had a very successful career uh, practicing in Eastern Europe when the Soviet Union fell apart. It was about as good as it got in terms of law. But I wanted to do something more than that. I really wanted, as corny as it may sound, I really wanted to give back and, uh, and, and do something both for my country, the United States, but for, for mankind. And that's what I love about Rotary. This is an organization that is truly making a difference in the world. I talked about polio. I talked about all the work we're doing in, uh, in disease prevention, treatment, literacy, uh, maternal child health, the student exchange programs we, uh, we run. How many people's lives have been changed by the work that Rotary, that Rotary does? How many children have been prevented from having polio? That's what keeps me going. Uh, Devin, and that's what makes me excited about Rotary because it's an organization that's truly making a difference, and and we have fun, we have fun doing it. So you get within Rotary and my Rotary experience a tremendous networking opportunity, the opportunity to meet really interesting people from around the world, and at the same time to truly make a lasting difference uh, in the world. And for me, that's important, and that's why I love Rotary and I love working here. John, you, you're doing, uh, I mean, you're at the top of your game, incredibly successful. You don't get where you are without learning how to be effective. Everyone who's watching, and there will be Rotarians, non-Rotarians, all kinds of people, but they all have one thing in common, and that's a desire to do more good. Can you give us an example of something you do every day that we could emulate, that we could copy, that would help us be more effective at doing good? I think it just it, to achieve anything great, you have to have a vision, and you have to think big, and you have to think bold. So every day, I try to remind ourselves, myself, what is the long-term, big-ticket, visionary thing that we want to achieve as an organization? It's tough to do at times because, as in any any organization or any job or any situation, you do get drawn into the minutia of the day-to-day issues, the tactical issues that you're trying to resolve, the crises that that come up. And I think that's the challenge for uh, anyone uh, who's in a leadership position of a large complex organization is how to, on the one hand, deal with the necessary tactical and daily uh, challenges that you face, but to keep the focus on these long-term, important, visionary, big-ticket uh, issues. And, you know, obviously, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a constant uh, tug and pull. And for, and for me, it's, it's, it's reminding myself every day that, yes, I got all these uh, day-to-day issues I've got to deal with, but really, at the end of the day, the real impact we're going to have is by achieving ticket bold visionary ideas uh, that we have and to keep uh, the ship moving in that bold new and new direction uh, it's a that is a great answer I love that answer and I'm going to try and implement that in my own life because it's so hard sometimes to stay focused on the big picture the long-term plan the impact you want to have when there are emails to answer so uh, that's a great great uh, point for us now uh, tell people how they can learn more about Rotary. What, what are the ways that they can learn more about the great work that you're doing? 
Well, one thing, if I could, before, if I could just take a minute. I, we were talking earlier about um, the role of the private sector in development, in development issues, and development challenges. I think one of the things that I very much believe in is that a strong, thriving private sector in a given country is really the ultimate long-term sustainable solution for development. And so as part of the mix, as part of the formula, when governments, the multilaterals, and the private sector and the NGO community are working together, first and foremost, it should be, how do we do things that result in the creation of a thriving private sector in the country that we're working in? Because ultimately, that's what you want to do. You want to wean countries off of the need for development assistance, create these thriving economies so people are creating jobs, uh, creating wealth, and creating, creating income. So ultimately, for me, the day-to-day -day work of, of a thriving private sector is development, is development. And as we all work together as a team, what can we do to create the framework and the conditions to let the private sector flourish? Um, in terms of getting interested in, in Rotary, our website is www.rotary.org. Uh, and you have all the information. There's a club finder uh, where you can identify the local Rotary clubs in your town or in your, in your country or in your area. Uh, similarly, if you're traveling around the world, um, you know, and you're in a country and you want to get a sense of what Rotary is doing in another country, you can always uh, look up the clubs in your in that area online and come and visit as a as a guest and see what, we're, um, and see what we are uh, all about. My Twitter handle is at uh, John Huco and uh, relatively active uh, on on Twitter, and so you can follow follow me there and follow some of the stuff that we're uh, we're doing in Rotary, at least through my eyes. Great. John, thank you very much. We wish you every success in the continued work that you're doing. Terrific. Devin, thanks for having me, and uh, best of luck to you as well. All righty. Let's do some good. Mike Schwager promotes authors, nonprofits, and humanitarian organizations. He also writes speeches that inspire, and he helps prepared leaders for appearances on major national TV talk shows. Learn more at MediaMavens.com or TVTraining.tv. Call him at 954-423-4414. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at YouTube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devon is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.